Welcome to the CBD Ed Show with Ed Cheney, a CBD industry expert and business executive. In this program, we will discuss the uses of CBD and other methods of treatment that are alternatives but also complement conventional medicines. Now, here's your host, Ed Cheney. Welcome, listeners, to the CBD Ed Show. This is your host, Ed Cheney, along with beautiful co-host, Kimberly Rose. Hello, everyone. Thank you, Ed. <laughs> you certainly are welcome. Uh, we have a great show for you today because anyone who follows the cannabis market has been entertained over the last 10 years. The last decade, this has been an entertaining, drama-filled industry. Yes. So you might be an enthusiast within the industry, and you are already aware of this, and conversations like we're going to have today you know, about what trends to look out for in 2023 will be an interest because you're in the industry well there's others that are just peering in going wow look at that industry rolling around right it's up it's, it's down can, it's it, up it can it's down. be <laughs> it can be very entertaining it uh it is the business world's what do they call those shows uh those drama shows those daytime soaps there you go it yeah. is definitely a soap opera. Yeah, so this is a term for us baby boomers. <laughs> right. Any of the extras going, what What did he just say? I, I Who, what? Do they even have soap <laughs> what's operas a, What's anymore? a daytime soap? I, I thought that was used in the shower or the bathtub. My all-time <laughs> favorite uh, was All My Children. Oh, was, my goodness. Was it All My Children or General Hospital? I don't know. I've heard of both, but <laughs> you would not catch me alive watching either one of them. We just dated ourselves. Right. Well, you're a guy. You didn't watch that kind of stuff. No, of course not. Absolutely not. But I did hear about it a lot. Yeah. All right. So, well, the drama is the cannabis industry. The cannabis industry, when we talk about it today, it will be divided into medicinal and recreational. When when we refer to if the word cannabis comes up, it's often referring to recreational. It is often referring to marijuana. When we talk about trends in the CBD section of today's show, CBD will be used in, in, in lieu of cannabis. Now, so we are going to be discussing cannabis industry trends to watch for in 2023. And I know we're well into it, but that's this industry. This industry moves slow. It did start. And we have had some shows regarding some highlights that were worth discussing. Uh, but this is going to be an overall capture of the industry as whole, mostly about the trends to be looking out for. Now, we've gathered current trends as it relates to both the CBD and the marijuana market. And we even brought in trends that employers should be looking out for. So if you were a an employer in that cannabis market, uh, again, you are already aware, but we'll point out what what they need to start preparing for. Now, because of the huge growth, lack of regulatory oversight, lots of legal gray area, and now oversaturation and access to capital seems to be driving the market to the next level of expansion. Ready? Mainstream retail. I think CBD is 
kind of already getting its way in there, yep. but cannabis, yes, marijuana. Yeah, think not. about both of these now. Yeah. Uh, they almost all of these movements are very traditional for startup industries. Yeah. And so right now, this is the phase it's moving into. So a show like today, watching, watch out for these trends or look forward to these trends, they're very predictable. So, and, and I'm, I, I, I know I always do this. Just a quick, quick question. Are you saying that like in the beer section or next to the beer section, a there might be... A and cannabis little section. The exact same path that circle? alcohol took. Yeah. Alcohol took the exact same path. Right. Right. Yeah. When right. It, when it went into mainstream retail, uh, they, they had to deal with it. Mainstream retail went, what the hell do you want me to do with this? Right. But, I mean, <laughs> obviously financially in the federal banking world yeah. something has to change oh yes because of course. you can't uh, do course. cash only of course well you know what let's get started and all this will make itself absolutely clear 100 percent. i promise you okay all right as we go through all these trends they'll start lining up and you'll see the pieces falling into play uh okay so for the cbd world regulatory clarity and standardization are the trends that are coming up and they are needed for growth. One of the biggest catalysts for growth in an industry has long been regulatory clarity and standardization. While this was achieved to a certain extent over the past decade, the 2020s will see this trend go deeper while expanding further into previously untouched territories. Those areas that they weren't willing to go into. Right now, there's nothing being regulated. Not a single thing. Yeah. Right. Um, <sighs> this is absolutely necessary for this industry to go to the next level. There's also another benefit of it moving into the next level. And you will totally get this one, Kimberly. So, again, regulatory clarity and standardization does what to an industry? It gets rid of gray market drug pushers. Yes. And you know what those are, aren't you? Yes, I'm very familiar with those <laughs> wonderful know. manufacturers that decided to jump into the CBD world. I, I was reading yesterday. I was trying to pull up some clinical information for another manufacturer that we were kind of collaborating with. And I went to something that was pretty reputable, New York Herald. And it said, yeah, these are the one, these are the products you want to purchase. And it gave a one to five. And the very first one, as it listed it, it said pros and cons. Here's, here's what threw me. The first pro was that the Hemp derived extracted was organic. Uh, was was uh, certified organic. This guy. Well, this was on number one. This was the, the the New York Herald promoting this as one of the best products. And they fell for the number one gimmick in the right. So this would the be whole wellness industry. This would be gray market 
drug pushers. This would be an example of gray market drug pushers. Because if it were my brand and I knew that USDA was not certifying hemp-related products as organic yet, they had not created that platform, and you listed that as number one, the rest of what you just told me about this product was BS. Well, I mean, we all have, we have always said as a brand, that... I would, I wouldn't, I, I would not have tolerated that as the brand owner. Right, but you just those lists. <laughs> I know those companies that are on those lists. It's not because anybody tried them and they were the best. It's yeah. because they paid. I know to I be know. on the list. Come on, I'm hoping that everybody knows that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, how about? We move into the second area, expansion. This is the next trend to see, expansion into mainstream retail. Now, it's been in retail. You would agree with this, Kimberly. Started in small specialty stores, mm -hmm. CBD stores, maybe even um, smoke shops, maybe even vape shops. These are small uh, specialty stores, and it also moved into dispensaries. Yes. Well, now it's going to be moving into major retailers, supermarkets, and pharmacies. Yes. The reality is they just cannot pass this up. This is just too big. Now, this is mostly CBD. This is where CBD is moving. This is not, I'm not, this discussion is not about cannabis. Right. It's not about recreation products right now. All right. And so we already know that Walgreens is in a huge play, huge play. They want to be the dominant retailer, the dominant retailer for CBD. And I haven't seen, I have not seen it in a Walgreens. No, they're, they, they are positioning themselves. Okay, yeah. Everybody's positioning themselves because what are they waiting for? Regulatory clarity and standardization. And the number one. Oh, because here's the here's the next trend. Yeah. Or and the problem that lies with this next trend. So we talked about it going into mainstream retail. You know the problem with it going into mainstream retail. What's the biggest issue the client has while they're standing in front of that product in a shelf in the middle of an aisle and nobody else around? They're looking at the product going, which one? What the fuck do I do now? <laughs> <laughs> right. And in small specialty shops, they could go, hey, what is this and what, how should I use it? They can't do that there. At least in Walgreens, I would hope, and again, I'm not sure, but you could at least ask the pharmacist or you could at least, I, I don't know. In a pharmacy, you're right. There Maybe is an advantage there. Yeah. training yeah. there that they need to go Absolutely. through when they bring a product like that in. Well, and that's the trend that they say start looking for is how will mainstream retailers adapt to this market? How well, will they figure it out? Yeah. I know at the bash is the little kiosky thing there. I, I always wonder, like, does does anybody help you if you have a question right, or right. do you just buy it like try it and yep. then it worked or it didn't work I, yeah I, I always wonder yep all right so they'll have to get figured out because they don't want to pass this up and they've got lots of brain power yeah. think about this they have teams that are managing stuff like this that have lots of talent yeah so it will get figured out but it will be clunky in the beginning 
Right. Yeah. yeah. You will look at it and go, wow, what, like, but this is. It's not going to be as hard as what you and I currently see because when regulatory clarity and standardization finally happens, we'll have the ability to present the products in such a way that they can direct the consumer. The consumer feels safe. Feels safe. It right kind of has an idea where it can go because now we can say what it does. Right. And this these are the these are the things that will evolve starting soon. Oh, that's yeah. I mean, it's great news mm-hmm. that we finally well, again, that somebody is finally giving us some sort of a guided path. Yes, agreed. Agreed. Okay. Well, because this is the next trend, because the consumer is becoming much more sophisticated, innovations and product. diversifications will start to happen. Mm -hmm. Now, innovations, we've already seen those where beverages is probably the most recent. Yes. Okay. And that innovation just keeps moving. More and more products are coming out. Uh, Beverage is a hot ticket. Uh, Edibles like gummies, still super hot. Uh, Pet treats, cosmetics, different types of packaging, these are the innovations that you will see uh, as we move into and finish up the twenty, the year 2023. Yeah, and honestly... So, from a place of sophisticated customers. Right. Okay. And I, I think um, all of the... I've tried all of the products that I come in contact with. Yep, yep. Right? I love CBD in my beauty products. I love it in my soap. I Yeah. I love it. For my pets, all the things I think I've tried. Um, there were some products that I never, I mean, I've never tried anything like a CBD eye drop. I don't need a CBD eye drop. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of what were the other things. I just read that the t- they're, they're, they're making a tablet. Oh, yeah. You did share that with me. For pain. Mm-hmm. So it just dissolves in your mouth. Um, they're thinking that is a good post-surgery situation instead of an opiate. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. Oh, there's lots of discussion about how many pharmaceuticals that have unwanted side effects can be dealt with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is the next innovation and diversification is in the health and medical space. And what we've seen, they are suggesting only scratches the surface of what's possible. Yeah. That's the term they use. We've only seen just what scratched the surface. Right. There is so much potential here. And again, once the gray area gets dealt with, the reviews and this goofy publication of opinions can move over to human trials. Right. Right. Real stuff. Real stuff. Right. Not little mouse. Uh, I think that bringing it to the everyday life will might also bring maybe the cost down a little bit. Like, if it is out there, and would yeah. it still be depending? Well, when you get clarity and standardization, you're right. Then there can be efficiency in the supply chain. 
Yeah. Yeah. The best part about all of this is that those people, again, those manufacturers that yep. just came into the business for yeah. to make a buck. Yeah will be gone because their products are not worthy. Yeah. Well, right now, and we're also spending a lot of money, good quality manufacturers like Canafil yeah. are spending a lot of their own dollars self-policing. Right. And I can tell you that it's not unreasonable for the same product to get tested three and four times before it gets to a finished good that the consumer pays for. Right. And each one of those, I mean, that's thousands of dollars added on top of. And these, I would be I would consider those as an example of unnecessary costs that gets passed down to the consumer. And so you are, I would believe, your instincts are absolutely correct. Yeah. Cost should be, be uh, decreased considerably when standardization starts to finally creep in. All right. Last piece on this is, uh, you should notice that locations become closer to home. So where in the past, these specialty CBD stores have all wanted to be in the the big city centers, middle of the the middle of the city, you know, lots of hustle and bustle. That's all starting to change. They are now wanting to go into small neighborhoods. Huh? Small lo locations, easy to get to. Yeah. And that trend they suggest uh, is likely going to stay for a while. So well, you're going to see little teeny shops start moving uh, into the neighborhoods. Great. That I mean, that would be nice. That, right. that way you don't have to travel or you don't have to, again. You... Yeah. And as mainstream retail starts tries to figure this out, that will be the necessary component to keep the consumers in a place where they have access to something. Right. And you know, again, with people just becoming more familiar with everything, a little mom and pop shop can go, hey, I've tried CBD. It works for me. Let's bring it in yep. because they're comfortable and then they make their customers comfortable. It's it's a win-win situation. I mean, we said long ago, why don't they just put CBD in the water? Yeah, right. <laughs> Everybody would be a lot calmer. Oh, you can tell Kimberly Rose is an enthusiast. <laughs> I am. People ask me like, well, what do you use? CB I, I use CBD for everything. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. The Hey, listen, I'm a fan of that too. I think we, uh, we really want to be able to make it easy for people to use CBD. Uh, but there, this regulatory stuff needs to happen because there are so many people that are still afraid of it. Right. And I know you and I try not to be the in the business of fear. Right. We really just want to help, and it's hard. It's hard. Hard to because neither one of us want to empower that fear. Neither one of us want to enable it. No, yeah. and we really want to, yeah. and it, again, it is the older generation that has the most fear, Yeah. even though some of the young that are influenced by their parents, but you can't blame those people Yeah. because again, we were brainwashed for many, many years that this yeah. was an evil, evil, evil plant. I had a conversation last night with a customer who, uh, who said, yeah, my wife wanted to use the topical, but she works for a large medical firm 
large medical brand uh-huh. uh, that's national. And they said, yeah, and they test. They test for THC. And I said, it's likely they do not. Uh, they have a protocol for it. Uh, but testing for THC now is a an exposure of liability. Right. And so what they tend to want to do is look for physical signs of intoxication from THC. Not necessarily do they pop some kind of a minimum test threshold in a urinalysis. And he just said, no, uh-uh, they test, no, uh And I said, and I thought to myself, the bigger the brand is, the deeper the pockets are, the bigger the lawsuit. Yeah. Uh, You are so incorrect. I can't even have a conversation with him. So his wife suffers. He's using the product, but his wife suffers. And he he said to me very nice, I just wish she could use it. It's, and I'm like, oh my God, it just dawns on me every now and then. The grip that this fear has, yes. and it's so um, unsubstantiated, it's just based on all this talk. That campaign about. was very yeah. unsuccessful anyway. and very successful. Do you know what I mean? I do. Like the war on Absolutely. drugs was a giant flop, but... And there, and there is a conversation coming up next about the war on drugs as a trend to look out for. Because some are seeking retribution from this. Some are seeking to put a program in place because of the devastation that had caused in certain in certain areas. Yeah. I'll, I'll get to it. Okay. All right. Now, as we move into the cannabis or the marijuana market for trends to look out for, I want you to hear this. The observation as I did all this research, and by the way, on the uh, CBD front, I got that information from the CEO Views. So it's a publication uh, that goes out to all CEOs. It is not cannabis or CBD influenced. It talks about all markets. Now, but the general opinion I got of the difference between the CBD market and the marijuana market is this. The CBD market is currently the Cinderella market. It is the one everybody's after right now. When I say everybody, I'm talking about investors, mergers and acquisitions, roll-ups. Those guys, the the Cinderella market is the CBD market. Mm-hmm. On the flip side, and what used to be the CBD or the the Cinderella sure. market is the marijuana market. Yeah, that is in a state of something better happen. Yeah. Because capital has dried up. Uh, the stock market has turned its head. Said, mm, not right now. So, but well, the cool thing is, is that's what stimulates the next move. Don't you think that that's what caused that again is just saturation? Yes. Absolute saturation. Agreed. Agreed. So, yeah. And, and the marijuana market, Falling prices, saturation points. Mm-hmm. That means they're making more than they can sell. Uh, the, the, the dispensaries are growing in numbers and they're starting to saturate the market. Price comp- competition is starting to, you know, the guy down the street drops his a dollar, guy down the, uh, down the other, in the other direction has dropped his a dollar fifty. And then it comes back around. This circle just keeps uh, going. Uh, so, 
you're, you will start to see major consolidations in key markets. They have found that this industry is not recession-proof and that these factors we just spoke of have had its impact. And now many companies will fail this year and they'll be absorbed by bigger, more corporate-styled entities. Right. Ones that know how to bifurcate expenses and cost manage and predictable this and, and so forth. And only the most cost-efficient players will survive. Yeah, I think, uh, well, we've kind of sort of seen that here in Phoenix. Yeah. Um, that's where you can see that there is one or two large dispensaries yeah. that have consumed the little ones. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And so that trend will continue this year mm-hmm. uh, as we... Because I don't know if you, I still think we're in a recession, but I got to be honest, it, uh, the term recession, I don't know if it is politically influenced now. Right. Yeah. It used to be just a very calculated, uh, easy to, to understand. Well, there's still a lot of struggle in the world and a lot of financial unrest for the common folk, I guess you want to say. Yeah. I didn't mean to deviate too far, (laughs) but yeah. Um, Okay, I want to move to the next trend to look out for. Already, remember, we're still in marijuana. Mergers and acquisitions grind to a halt. Yeah. Well, again. Uh, Sound effects not allowed on <laughs> live podcast. So. The startups are, it's just tough. Yeah, well, mergers and acquisitions. Uh, the, anybody who is interested now has moved over into the CBD space, uh, that the state of the marijuana market is no longer of interest to those M&A guys. Yeah. yeah they just want to roll it up. You keep running, but we're just going to gobble you up and we'll pay you a lot of cash. You can continue to roll it, make it, but you're now going to be under our fold. Right. That That is a... a a good way to describe what an M&A, uh, a merger and acquisition landscape looks like. Yeah. Well, you know, and it's, I mean, we looked at getting into the medical marijuana arena and um, just all the, all the, I don't know, it was just mm-hmm. very, it felt very difficult. Yeah. You know, you have only deal with cash. For me, that was just not very appetizing yeah there's lots of it though but yeah yeah Yeah, having a security guard uh having an atm machine it just all was yeah a bit much um all right now the reason one of the bigger reasons uh i guess they stated why the merger and acquisition grinds to a halt mostly because the access to capital has all but dried up across the u.s and this train is not going to continue I mean, this is this is sure to continue. Mm. In other words, it's going to probably likely to stay this way for a little while. Right. Okay. And I, I know there uh, a lot of us have stock in cannabis companies. And you, you already know. It, it's taken quite a loss over the last two years. And doesn't look like it's doing anything but continuing to dive down. Uh, now, hey, my opinion, will some of the up-and-coming regulatory activities... 
help bolster that, it is possible. Well, isn't it the Banking Act is the one thing that is really keeping... Correct, correct. Now, that thing is still sitting there, but no real... No real excitement about getting it to pass at the Senate level. Yeah. So, but it's still there. Yeah. So now, and I got some more on those things too. Okay. My, my, uh, this is what I want to do because I want to continue. We've gone through two of these. We've got eight more to go. Uh, the next one, uh, will be on Delta eight. Uh, what is the trend there? But what I want to do is just take this quick short break. And then when we come back, we're going to continue with the trends to watch out for this year and the marijuana market. Okay. So make sure to join us. We'll be right back. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Live authentically, heal naturally with Canafil. We have three unique blends for pain relief, reducing stress, and promoting healthy sleep. Visit Canafil.com for the convenience of online shopping that includes free shipping. Or if you're in Arizona, stop by our store in Phoenix for personal consultation and product selection. Our friendly staff is here to help you. All of our products have full third-party testing and a seven-day satisfaction guarantee. Call 480-599-1003 or visit Canafil.com. Canafil, giving you your life back. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on The Voice of America Variety Channel. Enjoying our shows and can't get enough of us? Follow us on Instagram at Voice America Talk Radio and see what we're cooking up for you. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned in to the CBD Ed Show. If you have a question that you'd like addressed on a future episode of our program, please send an email to info at the CBDEdShow.com. That's info at the CBDEDSHOW.com. Now, back to the CBD Ed Show. Welcome back to the CBD Ed Show. It's Ed and Kimberly. <laughs> we're talking about trends to watch out for. Now we're in the marijuana market. Let's keep going. Delta 8. Now everybody would go, oh, well, what's the trend going to be with Delta 8? Well, remember, we're talking about a business market. So here it is. Delta 8 continues to be a major headache to the marijuana industry. This is why you're this is why you were th- pulling that up. Because what does Delta 8 do for the THC market? It's an alternative. And you did not have to spend a million a two point five million dollars to open up your dispensary to sell it. 
Right. You literally can sell it out at the Circle K. Yeah. Bummer. Yeah. For, <laughs> All right. For for the dispensaries, that was a definite is it what pain, the heck. That's what it said. Pain in the butt. Yeah. All right. So that will continue. Because without change to the law, which is unlikely, the Delta market is likely to continue. Listen, they missed it. It's a loophole and nobody's, there's no current plan to plug it up. Right. Because now there's even a 10. Right. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I have no comment yet. Yeah. Yeah. So I have we to don't see really... what the consumers say about that because it's the consumer that will make the decision at the end of the day. Yeah. Yep. yep. And and yep. there are, de- it is definitely uh, one or the other. Mm. I have found okay. that when the the people that shop at dispensaries are used to the Delta Nine and uh-huh. are, they've probably been told at the dispensary, oh, that Delta Eight's not real. It's yeah, not good. Yeah, right, thing, right. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> blah right. Yeah. And then there's the eight, the people that like the eight, the calmer effects of yep. the eight. The nine is a, it's just a little too powerful for me these days. Good point. Good point. Now, uh, and, and again, remember, so Delta-8 is drawn from the hemp plant. And because of the farm bill, it meets with the legal standards. Mm-hmm. Uh, the law did not deal with the fact that you could extract extract the hemp and then take it to a lab and alter it. Right. Which is what happened, that there was no... They, they did not deal with that piece. Now, that does not say that states haven't gone in and said, this has been banned in our state. As a matter of fact, there's quite a few states that have done that. Uh, if I can give you a list of states. No, well, I, I think cannot. Arizona anyway, is one of them. Arizona is definitely one of them. Yeah. So, but it still has to be enforced. Right. It's right? not. It's, okay. That's the... It, it's not being enforced, but it's not. It, but is it? It's not a fake THC. Right, right. It's just a, one it of the molecules not. has been modified. It's been modified. modified. It's been modified in such a way that is now has an a, a, an affinity to the neuro same neuroreceptors that Delta Nine did. Right. That's it. So they're both ligands, they're both natural. Everything is okay. They just altered that molecule enough so that it is now attracted to those or attracted by those receptors who have that psychoactive uh, action. Right. Cool. All right. Okay. Okay. Let's uh, go to the next one. The obsession with THC potency. That's coming. There is going to be an adjustment there. Let me say that again. The obsession with THC potency. You've well, seen this path, right, over the last six years? Yeah, the, and and I think that was a really big mistake that the dispensaries or the marijuana industry they made. People to pe- things like Delta Eight. Why would you make it so strong that people could have a really bad reaction yeah. to it? I don't. I understand the theory of oh, if it's super strong, then you take less. But that's not human behavior. (laughs) I'm sorry. You you start. You leave it low. But the market the market allowed for it, so it's interesting. Yeah, whether you're the majority, the majority or the minority, Uh, it's a great question. Now, 
But I can tell you an interesting thing that brought this up was lab shopping started drawing the attention of the press. Mm-hmm. Lab, and you know what lab shopping is. Yes. So I take it to one place. They go, yeah, you got uh, 52%. I take it to another one. Yeah, you got 56%. You won. All right. right. Yeah. And maybe I shop six or seven of them because let's see here. Which one of you guys? All right. I'll take you. Right. And then that's the lab results that you share. Uh, now, now spin that around. Now you are the lab owner going, oh, so nobody's going to pick me unless. What do you start doing? Tweaking you start your tweaking machines. your machines. Ah. <laughs> so, all right. So more regulatory activities and oversight is going to shift this. And if they shift that, it's likely it'll start shifting away from potency and will shift to the, what what marijuana lovers used to love, which was the artistry. Yes. Right. The, the you know, bringing the plant up, growing the plant in such a way, extracting in such a way, right? Formula, the formulation, all these things are, the, are what consumers or enthusiasts used to love. Used to love, right? You just be like, oh, this is the one. This is the strain. Right. This is the whole, this right. is it. And I... Now that it's all, I don't know, yep, done by machines or whatever, it just doesn't feel like it's yeah. the same. Yeah. So expect to see that trend. Uh, again, say it again, the THC potency will start to fade away. What will likely take its place is how the product was crafted. All right. Calls for moratoriums are getting louder. Moratoriums, for those who need to know, is cease something, stop something. And what do they need us to stop? The grow farms, the production of the raw materials are just getting crazy overstocked and Uh it's causing issues in the supply chain. So now there's now there's even a louder cause for, hey, stop. All right. Okay. so it's causing price compression and oversaturation, oversaturation. Also. Limiting new licenses for both retail and production is in that call. So I, not I think just that's a good production. idea. They want the retail to slim down too. Yeah. 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 I thought a lot of the farms that came in in the boom, a lot of them went away because it just wasn't as easy yeah. as it was portrayed to be to farm marijuana. But. In the in the presence of going into mainstream retail, mm-hmm. either one, CBD or THC. marijuana, yeah, they are gobbling up the investors are gobbling up land like crazy. Okay, is what I am being told. Gobbling it up. So, and when you gobble it up, it's not like you're going to sit on it. You want to start generating revenue now. Yeah. Well, that's what's happening. Okay. And they're growing and. You know, because they don't want the farm just to sit there. Investors have shareholders oftentimes, and they're like, what are you doing? All right. Anyway, just wanted to share that. Uh, That request is getting louder to shut all that stuff down or stop it or something. Have some influence on it because it's it's, uh, having an impact on the market. Consumer sophistication leading to product demands. Like, for instance, vape concentrates and edibles are on the rise. 
interesting that vape that by the way started to tank back in 2019 is now a front runner in the marijuana market yeah well it's a lot more convenient i'm sure the consumers are driving this one yeah i absolutely agree it's a ton more convenient yeah, yeah. and again i mean anytime you're combusting material into your lungs it's just yeah. not the healthiest way and that that might show up i bet it does but i have the, i have a feeling the convenience is probably going to be the the biggest uh, and i there. think it, once the consumers can like you can control a vape yeah you can control your point. intake yeah, you yeah. Can control it a little bit better an edible not so much as a consumer learns as long as they learn, yeah. then they'll be fine. You, you, it really only takes one time to make a long decision. <laughs> right. But again, convenience and, you know, the, with it lasting longer, it's 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 an opportunity for more playful recreation. Yeah. Just know your yep. milligrams. Yep. Uh, live resins continue to be popular. Okay. That is an area I am unfamiliar with. I was kind of hoping with. you were because I was unfamiliar and still am. All right. Well, anyway, uh, both standalone. And infused in pre-rolls, cartridges, and edibles. Okay. So live resin, getting into all three of those is a consumer-leading demand. Now, I always thought that those were very high in THC. Okay. All right. So just as, you know, yeah. obviously you as consumers or whatever might know that, but I always understood those were the higher. Okay. So now I wonder if that will be the case if the... The THC potency starts to decline in the general product stream. That will then fill that void for those who want it. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. All right, let's keep moving. New York will struggle to contain the illicit market after launching recreational. Yeah, now we knew we knew New York was definitely going to do this. So they launched recreational. What do you think the big issue is? What's your guess? If if you didn't know anything, what do you think it might be? And you don't have to spend a whole lot of time because I'll say one sentence and you'll be like, oh, yeah, that totally makes sense. You know, I, I can't think of. All right. Ready? Yeah. It's been said. It's easier to order cannabis delivered to your New York apartment than it is to order a pizza. Ah. <laughs> yeah. So New York has gotten so good at bring me my pot. Well, they I mean, that that state or city really is bring me air, whatever i mean so i don't know if anybody goes and buys stuff so now look at the dispensaries that we know of yeah if you were in if you were in your new york apartment would you go to the dispensary no a hell no yeah hey what? hey uh alfonso when can you be here right yeah so this is their problem they're having a hard time implementing their recreational because the illicit market is doing so much better than them. Yeah. Cool. Interesting, isn't it? So okay. here's the trend. So the trend is in New York, they're going to have to make it easier. I see. All right. Okay. So can you start a business, a delivery business? Is that legal to start a delivery business where you would go to the dispensary and shop for your customer and then take it to your customer? I would imagine like that it, New York could explore all this. Huh? New York will be the one that will set that rule because yeah. they can decide, hey, no, or yeah, hey, yes, because the the federal regulatory 
the government said you can set these parameters. Yeah. yeah. So, and I, I'm sure everybody's yelling at us that knows the no that this has already been going on for years. years. We just don't know <laughs> because we would never dream of calling and ordering. <laughs> right. We don't know Alfonso. No, we don't know. <laughs> we don't know. Uh, no. Oh, that's kind of funny. All right. All right. So there's New York for you. And uh, I find it very entertaining and it does make complete sense to me. All right. How about Canada? So Canada also has an impact here. In recent years, uh, large Canadian companies have been selling cannabis at a loss. Hmm. Just trying to gobble up market share. And they did this with the help of Wall Street financing. Okay, so they just... What happened to Wall Street financing? Dried up. Yeah. So the Wall Street, mo- so the Wall Street money has dried up. So now Canada, 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 or Canada needs to figure out how they can adjust to this. Yeah. So the cool thing about it is for Canada, they won't be influencing the price of cannabis anymore. Uh, their share in the market is going to start to bifurcate out to other smaller entities. Okay. If you want my opinion of what's going to happen. Do you think that they'll then open it up for like, we can't eat, we can't. No, 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 no. This is just, yeah, there. this is just for those who reside in, in Canada. Mm. Uh, now it does say Canada, Canada has produced more cannabis than they can sell currently. They have produced more than they can sell. So they definitely aren't going to let anybody in. But right. they might be looking for ways to get it out. Yeah, well, but that's not fair. You, I mean, you can't, you can't if you don't accept it. You're right. You can't right. send it. <laughs> yep. Yep. All right. Legalization average will continue to increase. Okay, so you can you will see that in the marijuana marijuana markets that more and more states will continue to jump on board with recreational and or a minimum medical. Uh, Let's see. President Biden has also announced that his administration will review the marijuana that will review marijuana as a schedule one drug this year that they will. His team will do that. Uh, We also found states that failed to legalize in 2022 with Delaware, Kansas and North and South Carolina are coming back on board. There's also a few others. Let's see if I can see that list. Um. Okay. It failed. The Delaware can't. Yeah. Okay. That's it for now. All right. Well, so. I think it's. Uh, I think that those other states will jump on board because the tax that they put yes. on marijuana is such a benefit to the state. I hope it is a great benefit to the state. You, uh, you I don't know correct. if you found any information on that, but I. It's a, it's a it's a fairly large tax. I know in Arizona it's sixteen percent on yeah. top of and, the state tax. And that was another conversation with New York. They said not only they're going to have to make it easy to get, that they also said they're going to have to reduce the tax mm-hmm. because Alfonso's not charging tax. Right. Right. Okay. okay. All right. Let me see if I can wrap up here on the employer side and get through that uh, legalization in more jurisdictions. So employers will now have to start dealing with 
employee issues. Uh, let's see here. Uh, expanded workplace protection in the industry, meeting new state and local laws protecting workers. That means uh, like Seattle already has this, supporting cannabis workers and communities harmed by the federal war on drugs. So that means other cities will likely need to be able to put this in play. Mm-hmm. If this, if, if these are the trends that are happening and this is going mainstream, then their employers will be dealt with like all mainstream employers are dealt with yeah they have rights they have responsibilities and now employers are going to have to start stepping up to that so right now they don't have any of those no in some places in some places they do now we're looking at the industry as a large we're looking at the industry for it to move to the next place well these things will have to be considered okay uh advance equity and ownership by establishing social equity criteria to obtaining a license no more of the good old boy stuff. No more of the lottery stuff. You're going to have to find a way to make that more uh, more available okay. to everybody. Specific rules created relating to workforce uh, cannabis businesses when they are sold. So when they are sold, uh, there's issues that are normally dealt with with the employees. And that's currently not a thing. Okay. You know, with that big acquisition and roll-up strategy, they were just cogging up all these and the employers were just dealt with, uh, with no specific rules. Also, OSHA is going to get involved. OSHA is currently involved in the California marijuana industry. So expect that that will start getting uh, across the United States as well. Uh, legalizations. Let's see here. Uh, under legalizations, uh, again, will continue to work on decriminalizing cannabis. Uh, it's been now over a decade since first legalized uh, cannabis in Washington and Colorado. So things like the MORE Act, which is the Marijuana Opportunity Reinvestment and Expungement. Now that act failed and has no, is not showing any signs of going back in, but could resurface. The Medical Marijuana and Cannabidiol Research Expansion Act. Now, it did pass. Now, it does remove some red tape, but it does not do anything to the descheduling of marijuana. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, states that are likely to pass this year, Ohio, Minnesota, and Hawaii. States that might are Kentucky, New Hampshire, and Pennsylvania. We're definitely tracking Delaware, North Carolina, Texas, Tennessee, and Kansas. And who failed to improve, I already showed you, who failed last year. All right. Now, focus on compliance and traditional employee laws. Let's see. Do we have time to go through that? Labor organization. Okay. I'll just go through a few things like unionization. That's going to start happening. And it has already happened. There's two forms of unionization. Right. One is go right to the guys, form a union. They pull you in. Boom. Or there's a, something else called a labor peace agreement. Okay. Right. And so the state then becomes involved in that. But they're pressing that this is going to become an issue. Things that employers will need to comply with federal fair, federal fair Labor Standards Act, have proper timekeeping procedures, provide meal and rest breaks, having security procedures and backpack policies compliant with wage and hour rules. 
anti-discrimination policies, trade secret protection policies, like, uh, you know, for your intellectual employee, uh, your intellectual property, mm-hmm. uh, you'll need stuff like uh, confidentiality, non-disclosures, non-competes, non-solicitations. You'll have to have all those provisions in place. So moving into mainstream means moving. this market needs to become efficient. Yeah. And I don't even know if that's possible if you're a cash basis business. Well, that's how do you pay? How do you pay your HR, uh, your third party uh, HR companies and your, 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 um, even your, even your, your CPAs? Yeah. Everyone is just being paid in cash. Here's your 26,000 for this month. (laughs) Right. And so that Ah, that piece has to change before the rest of the dominoes can fall right right? i agree with you 100 percent. yes all right so anyway so there you go there's a look it is changing expect that it'll be fun to watch over the next year and a half or so kim and i have a bet that in 2024 uh congress is going to take over making the rules for regulatory and over and and oversight they're just going to take that over and then tell fda what to do yeah i mean that would be great yeah we believe that's maybe possibly hopefully something would get done yeah and at that point that's when big business is going to take over and go all right let's take this baby to the next step yes yep i think that's what's going to happen all right now so that'll be the content for today's show. Hope that was both entertaining and informative. We really appreciate delivering it to you. Uh, the next show we have next week will be more on pets. Uh, we have a therapeutic specialist, Janelle Alexandra, and she's going to give us a look into the science behind pet massage and how she uses CBD. So if you are a lover of your canine, your kitty, uh, this is definitely a show not to miss. She impressed the hell out of me. Yeah. Well, she gave Roscoe a massage. And she pointed out how cool that was. And Roscoe's been begging to have her come back since. <laughs> well, he thoroughly enjoyed it. He, and, I, I don't know if I've ever say, seen him sit on a table or right? lay on a table like yeah. for that long without having some sort of a anxiety. Yeah. It was fun to watch. It really was. Anyway, so make sure that's a definite uh, must-see next week. And following that, we have another cool couple other guests that are coming on. So the summer of the CBD Ed Show sounds good. Yeah, I think we'll have a masseuse coming on. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be fun. All right. So that's the end of our show today. Thank you very much for watching. This is Ed. And this is Kim. Reaching out for our best health possible. And we're out. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to the CBD Ed Show. Please join your host, Ed Cheney, for another edition next Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. We can also be heard each week on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Until we talk again, enjoy the upcoming weekend, and we'll be back with you soon. 